The Joe Mays and J-Rap Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the West Lawn community since 1947. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show. Bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! Hockey. The Big Ten Championship lies on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He didn't get it! Penn State holds! They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they've brought back a Big Ten Championship. The Penn State Nittany Lions are Big Ten Champions. And the NFL. He's in! Patriots win the Super Bowl! Brady has his fifth! What a comeback! Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rappoff. Well, good evening everyone, and welcome to episode 239 of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show. I'm your host, Joe Mays, alone here in the studio, but not alone on the show. Joining us via telephone, the Mays Sandwich Shop hotline is Justin Rapoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be with the show, even in person. Yeah, this is a, a first for us here, or at least a first in a while. I think the last time we had you over the phone on the Mays Sandwich Shop hotline was when you were at a Phillies game, I think, a few years ago. I think so, I think so. So we're going to be talking uh, NFC North here, and we're going to get uh, Justin's opinions on the division, uh, and then I'll go a little bit more in-depth so that we don't keep him all evening, uh, keep him away from his family while he's enjoying himself uh, on a little bit of a vacation. So uh, let's, uh, let's dive right into it here. So NFC North, you know, last year, things, uh, you know, I guess you could say they kind of went as planned. I think a lot of people expected the Packers to be a a solid squad, which they were uh, once again, winning the division, uh, rebounding from the uh, maybe a little bit of a shock for them to lose it in 2015 to the Vikings, but the Packers won it again for the fifth time in six seasons, uh, and they had a, a strong year um, once again. You know, Aaron Rodgers saying, you know, basically, be calm, we'll be fine, and, and they were just that. Um, they ended up losing in the NFC Championship game to the, obviously, NFC champion Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the Vikings uh, were, excuse me, the Lions were second last year in the NFC North at 9-7. and seven. They lost in the wildcard playoffs to the Seahawks. The Vikings dropped to third at 8-8, eight and eight, and then you had the lowly Chicago Bears coming in at 3-13 and 13 and obviously not making the playoffs, so... Justin, what do you think is going to happen this year in the NFC North, one of the most uh, historically important divisions for professional football? Yeah, I think, you know, we talked a number of times about how 
we worry about our picks matching up too much with last year, you know, knowing historically that there's a decent amount of turnover in playoffs year to year. I don't see it being very different in the NFC North this year. Um, you know, who wins out? It's kind of tough because the Packers, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, when, when he doesn't have a nagging injury, now he usually plays through, but when he doesn't have a nagging injury uh, that prevents some of his mobility in the pocket, He's, he's the best quarterback in that division. Um, and one of the best in football. So I think the Packers are, go- are going to win the division. You know, you never know what you're going to get from them, you know, in terms of defense or offensive line play. When they got things clicking about a third of the way through or halfway through the season last year, um, they really were on a tear. Just didn't have quite enough to get it done against Atlanta in Atlanta. Um, so I think they're going to win it. I think the Lions are the next best team. Again, big unknown. They had peaked a couple of years ago, um, kind of leveled off a little bit. But I, I look at it, I think Matthew Stafford is going to be in for a big year. I believe it's a contract year for Matthew Stafford. Um, and people are talking about how, you know, if he has a big year, he could set a huge number, which would be funny because he was in that quarterback draft area where he got a huge number coming out of college still. Um, so I think he's the next best. And I think the Lions defense last year, you know, at times was, was good, um, or good enough, I should say. This, this division though kind of leads with all those things. You get to the Vikings. I don't know. I liked what they had a couple years ago. Um, Teddy Bridgewater still on the on the mend, you know, so you don't know what you're going to have at the quarterback position there for for the Vikings. Um, you don't know what you're going to have on defense. They don't have Adrian Peterson anymore, so it's it's just kind of a crazy situation. Not really sure exactly what how that's going to play out. I think that lends them to being third. I'd put the Bears, who have, in my opinion, the worst quarterback situation of the teams and they didn't really have much of much going for them. Um, I hope the loss of Alshon Jeffrey um, is big just in the sense that I hope he has a huge year because he's on the Eagles now. So yeah, I, I don't really know how it'll play out, but I think that's how it'll be. I put the bears. Honestly, I think I could see the bears at like five wins. Maybe um, I put the Vikings at like seven or eight wins. I put the, Lions at nine, eight or nine wins, and I put the Packers at probably ten or eleven wins, and that, that's my guess. And as I mentioned to you briefly, I think it's going to reflect the quality of quarterbacks. I think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the division. I think Matthew Stafford's the next best, and then the Vikings. Yeah, you know who knows how that's going to work out this year, but the Bears. You know, they bring in McCown, I think, or no, um, I forget the guy's name, but they brought him in from Tampa. Wasn't it the Tampa guy that they signed? Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, no, I'm not going to be able to think of his name. Oh, uh, Glennon. Glenn, Mike yeah, Glennon. Mike Glennon, yep. Yeah, so it, that'll be interesting because Mike Glennon is playing to show another team that he's their guy because then they go and draft, you know, a quarterback in the top five, what, the second or third pick. They, they second, yeah. Quarterback. They, made, they moved yeah. up from three to get him at two. Yeah, that's crazy. Mitchell Trubisky went two. He just signed, too, so just in time for yeah. training camp. 
That's insane. Like, Mitchell Trubisky, the two overall pick. Wow. Yeah, well, we talked but, about that right after the draft, how we were surprised. Yeah. We thought the Bears were one of the biggest losers, too. Yeah, because they gave up a lot to get that. I mean, they're a team that needs a lot. You know, like, that's a move where if you feel like you're a quarterback away, which is kind of crazy because that's like saying, oh, if you're the most important position away, you know, like, but, like, if you feel like you have everything else in place except the quarterback, like, go ahead. A la the Broncos a few years ago, right? Like, they had all the pieces. They, they felt like they needed an act, like, to move on from Tebow. So what they do, they go out and they get Peyton Manning. You know, like, that's, I know they got guys after that too, but like, that's an instance of like, they felt like they were a quarterback away, or at least, you know, that was the key piece. No one would argue that the Bears are, are in that spot, you know, like, not even close. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. For sure. So I think you had the, teams just to recap here before we let you go you said it was packers lions vikings bears uh first to worst with uh you said the bears had about five wins which actually would be a two-win improvement for them but you had the vikings lions and packers right around where they were a year ago uh green bay 110 detroit 19 and minnesota 18 so you're uh, floating around um duplicate of the 2016 season uh, and i can't really say i disagree with you uh, this may be a case where as I'm talking through it, I switch some things up, but on the right. surface, I think you're right there. I think the Bears are easily the worst team in the division. I, I do think they'll be better than three wins from a year ago, but not all that much better. And I, I guess I'd say in broad terms, that's a three-team race for the division, but I right, do, yeah. do kind of think that in the end, it's going to come down to Green Bay or Detroit. Uh, I, well, for, like... Did, did Sam Bradford, is he back in in Minnesota? Yes. Okay. Then I assume he's the quarterback because... I would um, assume so. Bridgewater is still out this year. Right, yeah. Assume. Bridgewater is out until I think the later in the fall, so... Right. I don't think... Yeah, so, uh, I mean, they have a chance. They started out 5-0 and last year, and then teams figured them out, but like... I, I, I mean, know. unless it's they're going to go with Case Keenum, you know, he had right, moments yeah. with the Rams, but I don't think yeah. uh, he's he's anything... He's definitely not better than Bradford. Right, right. So, so yeah, I, I, they got to go Bradford, and who knows what's going to happen with Bridgewater. What a terrible thing, because he looked like so such a promising young oh, young man, were. a quarterback. When we saw him yeah. at Louisville, and then in Minnesota, was, he was able to do in 2015. Yeah. And for that devastating knee injury to happen last summer, um, yep. it, it's really unfortunate. But Sam Bradford was the guy. And yeah, you said they started 5-0 and last year. They were one yeah. of the best teams, if not the best team in the league. And then things just kind of unraveled for them after the bye, losing to your Eagles and then falling yeah. to the Bears, which, I mean, that's that's yep. a terrible loss right there. Right. The loss to the Eagles, while not a great loss, you know, was like, okay, you know, like they had the bye. They were on a run. You're going to lose a bench. No one saw that team going undefeated. No, I say that some because I was rooting for the Eagles, but – yeah, the loss to the Bears. You can't lose that game last year, man. No. The Bears were awful last year. Yeah, and, it's, and the Bears it, gave some teams a scare last year, but they they were not good. <laughs> the the probably the worst part about it is the teams that Minnesota beat in the first five weeks were all good teams, at least right average right. to above average, if not good, like good to great teams, because they beat the Titans in Tennessee, who ended up being a very good team. Yeah, they beat the Packers at home again. A very strong team got better as the year went on, though. Uh, the Panthers, they weren't, you know, they weren't up to par. They weren't the 2015 no. Panthers, but they still were a but, hard out. 
Right. And we still didn't, we didn't really know that at the time. Right. You know, like, it, and then they uh, yeah. beat, beat the Giants and the Texans. So, yeah. you know, five wins against those five teams, those were quality wins. And then uh, losing to the Eagles, you know, coming off a bye in Philadelphia, that's right. fine. Okay. But then you lose to the Bears, you lose in the overtime to the Lions, and then you lose at Washington, and uh, things just unraveled. They were at five and four, yeah. and they'd only win three the rest of the, the way, beating Arizona, Jacksonville, and Chicago. Yeah, so I I think I, – I, I don't know. I feel like it wouldn't – it would, I wouldn't rule them out, you know, especially because, you know, the Packers were hit or miss early last year, too. But in the Lions, I mean, it's the Lions. So who, who's going to put money on the Lions to be the ones to come away with it? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> But if I have to pick, you know, who am I going with in the toss-up? Or not really a toss-up, but like if I think it's going to be close, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers until somebody shows me differently, you know, so. Yeah, and I, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to say I agree. I'm going to talk myself through because I'd like to pick the Lions. I just don't know that I can oh, do it. Me too. Me too. <laughs> like, I, when, when you, when you, you know, told me, you know, you were coming on, I'm like, okay. Uh, and I'm like, oh, Packers easy. And I'm like, wait, is it easy? Like, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, you said it, and we've said it a number of times, and plenty of other, you know, sports analysts and 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 experts out there say it. It come when it comes down to tiebreakers, or when you're having a tough time choosing a, a team, who has the better quarterback? And as much as right. I have learned to like Matthew Stafford more than I did when he came out of Georgia, Aaron Rodgers is hands down the best quarterback in that division. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's not like a, such a. Like, I think part of it is a big statement on Aaron Rodgers, but, like, I, what what is Matthew Stafford going to get from the rest of his team, too? Like, I don't really know. I feel like while, while the Tigers have ups and downs, like, we, we kind of know what we can expect from them. I feel like the Lions know – if anyone says they know what to expect from the Lions, I think they're fooling themselves. Like, no one has any clue. Like, if they could go out – they could go out and be the best – offense and defense in the division and one of the best in the league. Right. But they could come out and finish dead last in that division too. And that wouldn't, you know, it's the lion. So it wouldn't really surprise me. So <laughs> Yeah. But it would only surprise me that they were that much worse than the bears. That That's the surprising part. I think the bears are going to be bad. So yeah, I think the bears are going to be bad. I don't know that they're going to be as bad as last year, but I, no. I do, I do think they're going to be bad. I don't think they're three and 13 uh, bad at all. So, Right. Um, and and I hope Trubisky like works out because if that you know if that's the piece then well actually what I hope is that Glennon works out so that they can then maybe move him and hopefully get you know some start to get building but like the way they went about building there it kind of seems like they they handicapped their their own rebuild a little bit like I don't you know by by signing a guy and then drafting a guy. Seems like they didn't really do themselves any favors, and yeah, I think they were doubling down. That rebuild, trying yeah. to cut off, you know, making a mistake. Be it, uh, be right. it. Uh, well, we all know what happened uh, with a other another Tampa Bay quarterback. Right. Josh Freeman looked like the guy, and then he fell off. Now Glennon yeah. comes on, but they, you know, they go with Winston because he wasn't getting the job done. But the Bears, yep. you wanted him, give him a chance. You know, got to have a veteran presence, and then hey, they're yeah. like, we have this early pick, we might as well capitalize on it, even though they yeah. gave up a lot next year to move up right. one spot. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I get it. I, you know, we talk about it all the time. If they feel like that's the guy, go for it. Go do it. Yeah, but the, the Eagles time, did like, it two years ago. 
Right. Was it last week we did the AFC South? Yes. I think. Yep. And look how high we both are on Deshaun Watson. He went so much later. True. You know, like yeah. the Bears, the Bears in reality could have traded back. Now I'm getting if they think Trubisky is their guy, but the Bears could have traded back, gotten more value instead of giving away future picks, getting future picks, and still gotten Deshaun Watson in theory. You yeah. know, like right. I know that it's all hypothetical, but like they could have done that, or stayed put. You know, at worst case, and you know, probably still gotten Trubisky or Deshaun Watson or something. I, I don't know. I just, you know, I. Yeah, it was an interesting move, um, but you know what? That's why they get paid the millions, right? Figure that stuff out. Absolutely. So before I let you go, we're actually getting a few comments here on the live video as well as uh, via text, and they're coming from what we like to call the dads. So I'll start (laughs) with mine first. The first one is my dad wanted to know how old Aaron Rodgers is. Uh, and I looked it up just to double check, but he will be 34 in December. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's 33 right now, so he'll be um, 33 through a majority of the season, turning 34 on December 2nd of this year. Uh, he also says that he agrees with our choices with the Bears in last, probably the Packers in first, followed by um, the Lions in second and the Vikings in third. But it sounds like he's with us. You know, it's it's Bears and then the top three leaning Packer, Packers. Yeah. And then uh, the, the, the other um, comment, not really a question. Well, I mean, there's a question mark in it, but I think it's more of like, can you believe this? Uh, your dad says, how about them Phillies? <laughs> I knew, I knew. They, they won back-to-back series for the first time since Ju- beginning of June, I believe. Yeah, they, so. uh, after losing the, um, the, game, the first game at the Marlins on July 17th, in 10 innings, by the way, they beat yeah. the Marlins the next two games, and then they took two out of three from the Brewers, uh, a little yeah. surprising because the Brewers are a, a strong team this year, um, yeah. and they, they honestly they could have swept them because they were they fought back uh, yesterday, right. uh, losing by I think they were down by what seven at one time. Yeah, they and, came back and tied it up and then lost it in the ninth. Yeah, they just couldn't couldn't get it done. Um, yeah. uh, probably but, the best part of it uh, was how Aaron Nola played in the yeah. series opener against the Brewers. Right. He looked good in that one. The the key to me is. One, trying to win at least 60 games. And two, or let's put it 63 so that we don't, let's not be a 100 lost team. 29 more. Okay. So let's not be a 100 lost team. But the key to me is how since the All Star break, a lot of the younger players have had a a bit more uh, jump in their step. You know, Mm -hmm. we've seen more production from some of the young guys. And that's the key because, you know, we knew it at the beginning of the year. We were hoping they'd be a lot better than they are this year. But still, we didn't, you know, hold out too high hope, I don't think, for them. But the key we all agreed on was we need to see progress from the young guys. Even if we only see that progress in the second half, that's good for me. You know, I think that's something to build on. So hopefully we can keep that going. I think they had five all-stars at the AAA level um, in that international game. So hopefully they can continue to to build um, and those young guys can have a strong second half of the season. So. Yeah, I um, think if I if I'm doing the quick math right, they need to go uh, 29 and 37. Does that sound about right? I think that's 63 that and 99. That sounds about right. So I, I, 29 yeah. and 37. That's that, you know if that's not even 500, we're not asking a lot here right, just to not right. lose 100 games. I mean, but at the right. beginning of the year, I think we were talking more. We were hoping mid 70s. So we're hoping mid 70s. Yeah. yeah. So we're they're underperforming for sure. You know, they've had their moments, but young teams like this inconsistency is the name of the game and that's what we're getting right, right now hopefully right. the second half of the year the, the Phillies have historically been a better second half team that's right. at least that's over right. the last decade or so 
hopefully that comes about with the young guys here. Uh, do you put much into the rumors of a trade with the Marlins for Stanton or Yelich? I, um, I think the Yelich one, there's there might be something there, just because that one seems to have stuck around a little bit more. And the Marlins thing is weird because they're trying to sell the team right now. Um, don't get me wrong. Like, face value, I'd love to have Stanton, you know, and Yelich. Like, I'd love to have both of them. They're both, like, really good players. Um, and Stanton is the kind that, like, in my opinion, like, people can go, like, will buy tickets to go watch him, you know? Right. Like, he, all of a sudden, they might need to put up a protection in front of the, uh, the scoreboard out there in left field in Philly if, if he's coming to town. Um, that being said, I don't know that we're at that point where that's, you know, that's what we're looking for. Um, you know, especially because he can opt out in 2020. I know he's making huge money. Um, but if he's putting up huge numbers, he may opt out then and redo his deal. You know, like, it's hard to believe he would opt out. After 2020 or before 2020? I think, I think after the 2020 season, I think. So really, so, you'd have three plus years with him if, if it would happen now and not in the off season. Right, right. I mean, and, you would you would have him in in his for the majority of his prime because he's 27 yeah. now. He'll be 28 in November. Right. So you'd right. have him see, basically seasons 28, 29, and 30. Uh, generally, you start to see a decline in baseball. Usually, 32, 33. Now, now going full silly conspiracy model here, like. All right. If you have to pick one, do you take him or do you want to make a legitimate run at Bryce Harper after next year and offer him three hundred fifty or four hundred million? Well, I think like, in true Philly conspiracy or hype, you go Stanton, Harper, and Trout. Like, why not? There we go. Three. Like, there we go. What are we By waiting the way, for? Trout, Trout has jumped in on uh, get LeBron to Philly. Oh yeah, I've know, seen it. Process, I have. I've so. seen that. That is so. amazing. Mike Trout and Jamie like laughs at this. He brings it up. In all honesty, Mike Trout's like my favorite baseball player right now. Like, I, I don't, you know, and I know there's some Philly fans who like get, you know, all bent out of shape because like, he's not from Philly, he's from Jersey. He never played Yeah, but he grew Phillies. up a Philly fan. What like does him. it matter? Right. He's a Philly fan. He's outwardly like a Philadelphia fan, you know, like in Eagles and Sixers and Flyers and all that stuff. Like, like yeah, like he's, he, oh, and he's the best baseball player in in the league, and one of the best in history and by he, the numbers. He's been right that now, way so. for a few years now. This isn't anything right. new, right? So, what's not to like? Absolutely. You know, so. so, well, thank you, Justin, for taking some time away to uh, come yeah, on and no talk a little uh, football and baseball here at the end. Uh, we appreciate you joining us, and I'm going to wrap things up here, and I'm just going to go through the teams one by one and give my take on the NFC North for 2017, and we Sounds look good. forward to having you back here in the studio for the show on Sunday, August 13th, which is our next broadcast, and we'll be doing the AFC North. So that is a big one for um, friends and family of the show, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, well, have a all great right. time. Tell everyone I say hello, and I'll see you in a, in a few days. I'll do that. Sounds good, buddy. I'll see you later. All right, see ya. Bye. All right, so that was J-Raff joining me via the May Sandwich Shop hotline. And uh, we thank him for taking the time to do that for us. Real quickly, uh, one thing I wanted to point out, I was uh, was doing research for the show tonight. I, I find it hilarious that the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have more recently won a NFC North slash Central title than the Detroit Lions have. 
as crazy as that sounds. You know, we in 2002, we reorganized to the division format that we have now, which is just, you know, the, the compass locations, north, south, east, and west. Before it was west, central, and east. They moved the Seahawks from the AFC to the NFC. Uh, the Texans came in. So we reorganized, and we are left with the NFC North, Packers, Bears, Vikings, Lions. The Lions have never won the NFC North. Never. The last time the Lions have won a division title was 1993, and I believe uh, they lost the wildcard playoffs to the Eagles that year. So, yeah, the Detroit Lions looking for a division title would be their first one in 14 years. Excuse me, 24 years. 1993 was their last division title. So 24 years, it's crazy to think it's been that long for the Lions but yeah, the Buccaneers have more recently won a North slash Central title, and that was in 1999. It's been mostly Packers in the North since it became the North in 2002. They've won, looks like, 10, I think, or 9, 9 of the titles as the NFC North. The Bears have won 3, with the Vikings winning 3. So it's definitely been... A majority of the Packers with little bit of Lions uh, sprinkled in in the wild card. The Lions have made the playoffs as the wild card three times in 2011, 2014, and 2016. So will the Lions unseat the Packers and take the division this year? Justin doesn't seem to think so. He has the Packers on top. Again, I'll go over it again. It's Packers, Lions, Vikings, Bears. Agreement there for my dad. I, I do agree that I believe that the... Chicago Bears are going to be the worst team in that division again. They were 3-13 and last year. Their only wins were against the Lions, Vikings, and 49ers. So they did beat two divisional opponents and the 49ers, who were similarly terrible, and actually held the second pick and traded with the Bears for the third pick and got a whole bunch of picks. Uh, John Lynch did a great job there, getting a lot of good uh, quantity and quality in the draft in 2017 and stocking up for 2018. But Bears... I don't know. I just I don't hold out a lot of hope for much improvement. Maybe a little bit. Um, you know, it's their third year with Coach Fox. You would hope you would see some kind of um, improvement from them. If not, you got to think that possibly John Fox and the young GM Ryan Pace may be out of the out of the Chicago Bears organization. So, uh, what have they added? Well, they... As we mentioned in the draft, they added Mitchell Trubisky at the second overall pick. Not too much else to go. They traded away picks in that draft and the next draft to move up to get Trubisky. So, he's the the big one uh, for sure. Who have they re-signed or added in free agency? Uh, Sam Acho, Jonathan Banks, Connor Barth, Chris Przinski, Deontay Thompson. That's pretty much it. Uh, they lost Marcus Wilson in the in free agency. He wasn't a huge loss. Um, Logan Paulson went, moved on to the 49ers. Ted Larson went to my Dolphins. Uh, and you heard Justin mention Alshon Dre- Jeffrey going to the Eagles. That's a huge, huge loss for them. He's a, absolutely a playmaking wide receiver for sure. Brian Hoyer gone also to the 49ers. He may start out there. Same thing with Barkley. So both Hoyer and Barkley 
are moving on to the 49ers, leaving the Bears with a quarterback duo of, well, really trio, because I forgot he was there, Trubisky, Glennon, and my boy, Mark Sanchez. They do have a nice running back backfield. You have Jeremy Langfield, excuse me, Jeremy Langford, Jordan Howard, and Kadeem Carey. That is a good three, uh, threesome right there in the backfield. They brought in Victor Cruz from the Giants kind of to take over for losing uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Um, they've also brought in Ruben Randall, and you heard me say Deontay Thompson. Marcus Wheaton came over from... The Steelers, Kevin White, is he going to be able to do anything? And um, also uh, Kendall Wright, who was with the Titans. So they added a lot over the years in free agency to make up for the loss of Alshon Jeffrey and Marcus Wilson. Kevin White needs to step up, and Victor Cruz and Ruben Randall need to play like their earlier Giants days than more of the recent time. Cameron Meredith was kind of a breakthrough last year. Can he duplicate his success? Uh, tough to say. Uh, but with the way they performed last year, winning only three games and possibly relying on a rookie quarterback, although my guess would be Glennon gets it. I think they are a little bit better. I think they had some harsh luck at times last year, but I agree with Justin. I think a little bit of improvement, maybe five wins for the Bears in 2017. Up next, I'm also going to go with the Vikings in third. We already kind of talked about how they perform in 2016. So let's look ahead a little bit to 2017. Uh, Sam Bradford's the guy. Uh, he has to be. I highly doubt that they have uh, a ton of faith, faith in Case Keenum. They have to hope that Bradford stays help, help, healthy for sure. Um, they were able to grab Dalvin Cook in the first, or excuse me, in the second round from Florida State. That was a, a nice pickup for him. You heard Justin saying, Adrian Peterson, no longer there. Is it going to be a, a big loss? You know, time will tell on that one. But they uh, they also lost uh, Matt Agiata to the rival Lions. Um, they brought in or re-signed, I guess, Bishop Sankey uh, at running back. And they brought in Latavius Murray from the Raiders. So um, they're going to rely, I would think, on a rotation of Jarek McKinnon, who returns with Latavius Murray, a newcomer, and at times give it off to Dalvin Cook. Bishop Sankey, he could be on the bubble, depending on if they want to go with four guys, um, five if you include a fullback. So we'll see what happens there. Wide receiver, they've got some talent there. Stephon Diggs was a playmaker, and Adam Thielen uh, broke broke into the league last year and looked absolutely incredible at times. He is the number one selling jersey in the state of Minnesota. Laquan Treadwell was supposed to be make big big plays from Ole Miss last year. He'll look to um, have a better sophomore year. And they had Michael Floyd, who was suspended after his incidents with the Cardinals before winning a Super Bowl with the Patriots. So we know he has some talent from Notre Dame, but if he can stay off the trouble, off the out of trouble, off the field, maybe he'll be able to do something for them. Offensive line has been an issue at times. Have they fixed it? Well, they brought in Riley, Riley Reif from 
the Lions at tackle. They lost, however, their tackle, Khalil. He went to the Panthers to play with his brother. They have a very exciting group of linebackers headlined by Anthony Barr. They got my boy Eric Kendricks, who I wanted the Dolphins to take just a couple of years ago. And they have a young and exciting secondary in Mackenzie Alexander, uh, Xavier Rhodes, Harrison Smith, and Trey Waynes lead the way. And they still have the veteran Terrence Newman as well. So I think it's a, an interesting group. I think there's some strength there. You know, They won eight games last year. I think it comes down to Bradford. It comes down to quarterback play. It's very cliche, but I think it's true. And I don't know that the Vikings are better than an 8-9-1 team. I think they can push them for the division title uh, or, or be a wild card. But for now, I'm going to leave them in third at 8-8. Eight and eight. And just because I want to be that guy who can point out that, yeah, I had this one all the way, I'm going to flip-flop things. I'll say the Packers finish in second. I still think they're good, and that's all because of Aaron Rodgers. They, uh, you know, they struggled losing five out of six between week six and 11 last year before rebounding and winning their next six to finish 10 and six. And uh, we know that they beat the Giants and then the Cowboys in a thrilling game at AT&T Stadium before falling to the Falcons in the NFC Championship game. They... The Packers, I think it'll be more of the same from them. I think they'll struggle at times. They uh, they lost um, Jared Cook to the Raiders, Micah Hyde to the Bills, Dayton Jones to the rival Viking, Eddie Lacy went to the Seahawks, TJ Lang went to the Lions, that's a huge one. Julius Peppers returned home to the Panthers, and J.C. Treader goes to the Browns. Um, those were all starters, by the way. So that's a lot of uh, lost talent seven players gone and who did they bring in anyone that's really going to do much for them i'm not sure i mean christine michael was brought back uh, nick perry was re-signed but other than that it, the biggest one probably was the free agent signing of martellus bennett from the patriots he won the super bowl there last year he comes to the packers to replace uh jared cook lance kendrick's also added uh, Davin House, a, a huge get from the Jaguars. They brought in uh, Jari Evans from the Saints for, to fill in some of the offensive line that they lost. You know, they lost both uh, Lang and Treader. But, you know, we've heard there be some turmoil in Green Bay over the lack of retaining some of their talent. Ted Thompson is notorious for being a you know, a nickel and dime guy and looking to cast off some of his veterans as they get close to that um, barrier where they could start to fall apart. Andy Reid was famous for doing that in Philadelphia. There's like a 30-year mark where if you hit that point, you weren't getting re-signed or you were being cut. And Ted Thompson's been doing that. Now, it's working. The Packers have won, what, five of the last six division titles. They, You know, they won a Super Bowl just seven years ago. And Aaron Rodgers is one of the best, if not the best, quarterback in the NFL. Uh, at times um, their draft they went with Kevin King from Washington and Josh Jones a safety from NC State in the second round both of them were in the second round uh, those were the, their big picks they got to hope that they can shore up a safety and you heard Justin mention this that the Packers defense is kind of what holds them back usually they have plenty of offense to get it done but their defense at times just is uh, abysmal but when you have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback 
uh, and that receiving core that he's able to disperse it around to Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb in particular, Jeff Janis has had moments, and Jordy Nelson now that he's two years removed from his knee injury. And you add Bennett and Kendricks at tight end and more of the same. You know, at running back, what are they going to do? They got rid of uh, the guys that they've been using recently, except Ty Montgomery, a converted wide receiver, is now the man at running back. He took that role over mid-year last year, and they've told him to focus on them. That's where he's going to be this year. So if he could do um, what he was able to do at times last year, Packers offense should be clicking as usual. Offensive line, some turnover there. They got to figure it out. And defense, they kind of remind me of the Saints defense when they won with Breeze in 2009. They kind of are a high-risk, high-reward. They they rely on turnovers. They're not a, a shut them down eat them up kind of deal. And that may be what Green Bay needs to win another division title or move um, past the uh, NFC Championship game in 2017. I'm going to say they don't do it. I think uh, I think they win nine. I think they take a step back. You know, they uh, they were were ten and six last year. I, I think they go nine and seven. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be contrarian here uh, against what Justin had said earlier, and my dad agree with. I think I'll I'll drop Green Bay to to a little begrudgingly, but hey, let's be a little bit different here. Let's move on to the Lions, who I'm going to put at one. And even though I talked about how they hadn't won a division title since 1993, I'm going to put them there. So I have the Lions winning the NFC North in 2017. I like what they did last year. Um, they they lost a close game to the Titans and the Bears, which you can't lose that game. So that's a little bit of a red flag. Uh, same thing, the Texans and the Giants. Um, they, they got beat up pretty good by the Cowboys, but lost a close one on New Year's Day to the Packers. They were in these games. I, I think they can uh, flip the switch. I think they can take it to the next level. I think they can win 10 or 11 games and um, win their first ever NFC North uh, division title. Um, what have they done to make me think that? Well, they brought in Rick Wagner from the Ravens to sh- help with the offensive line. We know they lost Riley Reif. Um, DJ Hayden came over from the Raiders. That's been their Achilles heel has been the secondary. Hopefully he can help there. But then the big one, TJ Lang, the guard from the Packers to sure up that offensive line. And our Penn State boy, Jordan Hill from the Jaguars coming in to play defensive tackle. And, um, they, they lost DeAndre Levy. I don't have much to say about him because he's been a little bit of obnoxious about the Penn State situation. Uh, I mentioned Larry, or excuse me, Riley Reif moving on to the Vikings. Larry Warford also moving on to the Saints. So they lost two starters on the offensive line, but I like the addition of TJ Lang. I think that helps. Uh, I think that helps a lot. Uh, and uh, uh, same thing with Rick Wagner. Uh, I think that's a, a big pickup for them as well. Now, what did they do in the draft? Well, they took two Florida players at 21 and 53, Jared Davis and Tease Tabor, linebacker, cornerback. So defense is where they were um, looking to improve on. And I, I think they did. I think they did enough to take down uh, the Packers this season. Matthew Stafford has to continue to play at a high level, even with the departure now in the second year of not having Megatron around. What will they do at running back besides having uh, Amir Abdullah and Theo Riddick? They also have Zach Zenner, Dwayne Washington, and they added Matt Agiata. So a lot of guys, a lot of guys there 
looking to carry the ball. We'll see how that plays out. Not a great situation in fantasy, for sure. Uh, our receiver, Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, those are your big guys, but they also have Jared Aberderis, Keyshawn Martin, and at tight end, Eric Ebron is still a go-to guy. Offensive line, we heard the departures. They also have some good additions. I didn't add, they had Tony Hills as kind of a, a swing guy backup as well. But they have a good guy in center in Travis Swanson. I really like him. I think uh, he's got potential there. Defensively, Ezekiel Ansah is a beast at defensive end. And we talked about the addition of Jordan Hill. I know. I just I think that the Lions are just ready to break through. I think they have a potential to be a bit of a surprise this year. They were surprising people last year um, when they were sitting, I think, at nine and four at one point before um, fading a little bit down the stretch. Uh, yeah, they lost their last three games to the Giants, Cowboys, and Packers. All all good teams, but you got to win those games if you want to uh, to win a division. So. Uh, this year, it'll be interesting to see what the Lions do. They open up hosting the Cardinals before traveling to the Giants and then hosting the Falcons. And at the end of the season, they host the Bears, go to the Bengals, and host the Packers. So if they want to be the NFC North Division champs in 2017, their first division title in 24 years, it may come down to Christmas Eve, 1 o'clock, Green Bay at Ford Field. It'll be interesting for sure. And if they want to make sure that they can control the division, they'll get to do so by hosting the Vikings on Thanksgiving. That game kicks off at 1230. So that's what we think the NFC North shapes up this year. Uh, Packers and Lions and Vikings, any of those three, that's a possibility for them. I'm going to favor the Lions just in favor of the Packers. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Green Bay just because of Aaron Rodgers. But one of these years, man... It's got to happen, right? I know we've been saying that about the AFCs for a while, too. But one of these years, one of these uh, great quarterbacks that's playing now, it's got to come to an end. Will it be this year? Will the Lions unseat the Packers? Who knows, but why not go for it? So that's what I did this year. All right, so in the business here, let's go over how you can contact us and, and interact with the show. Before I think I've gotten some texts here. Uh, yeah, my dad says that the Lions have to start out strong again if they want to win the division. And they had that chance last year before they lost their final three games. All right, the next episode, episode 240, as I said to Justin while he joined us via the May Sandwich Shop hotline, will be three weeks from tonight. It will be Sunday, August 13th at 745, and that will be the show we continue our 2017 NFL preview with a look at the AFC North. So we'll get to talk about the Steelers, Bengals, Ravens, and Browns. And I know plenty of friends and family are interested in how at least two of those teams fare this season. Make sure you're always checking jmnjrradio.com and follow us on Twitter, the network account jmnjr underscore radio. The show account at Joe Mays and JRAF, my personal account at JM Flyer with a Y, 1454, and Justin's teacher account at Mr. Underscore Raffoff. Uh, shout out birthdays. One, for sure, we mentioned it last week, but I'll say it again. Happy birthday to Laura, who celebrated a few days ago turning 30. And happy birthday to my co host, Justin, who 
is celebrating tomorrow. So, uh, happy birthday to all of you, and we'll have plenty more to recap uh, in a few weeks. I'm sure there'll be plenty of birthdays to say on that show. But I think that's it, so thanks for joining me and Justin via phone on episode 239 of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Hope you tune in every Sunday for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter. And stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRAF.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit JMNJRRadio.com.